Welcome back to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Fast Five. It is May 14th, 2020. Joined as always with a beautiful picture of New York City over her left shoulder by Anne Mazinga. Anne, how you doing? Not nearly as exciting as your background, Chris. You have some, again, one of your classic Zoom backgrounds. How could we, how could we go on without it? Oh, yeah, have to have that. We're going to have to have some guesses on who these people are. These gentlemen, these two fine-looking, strapping young gentlemen behind me in this photo from probably around the 1900s. I'm not exactly sure when. And, of course, we've got Emma in Jersey wearing her, what is it, like, the mortar? Is that what that's called? The mortar from the cap and gown? I can't remember what that's called specifically. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing very well. Very well. Emma, Carter. we're going to give you the graduation that, you know, you deserve. And that's live here on the Talk Fast Five, you know, better than any commencement speech I could imagine you'd ever listen to. We're going to do it right here. So congratulations. I think we should go back to our Talk roots card and I think we should sing. What's the, what's the graduation song? Pomp and circumstance. Somebody do it for duh. I can't do it. What is it? Anybody got it? Anybody? Nobody's nobody needs to hear anyone singing. I think we can go on without that. Left hanging as usual. Every time I want to sing, we can never get it to work. All right. Well, how you guys been doing? It's been a crazy week. Any guesses who is over my shoulders for those maybe watching at home? Be interesting little podcast humor here as well. Any guesses? Famous people in retail over my shoulders right now in video. Oh, live panelist with the call. Way to go, Tom Kuhn. That's right. We got Sears and Roebuck over my shoulders. Two titans of the industry. And, and Minnesotans. And, yes, yes. That's right. Before they went to Chicago, like most people. Right, yeah. It's still Midwestern. Right. I'm Midwestern. You know, we, we work hard, thick blood, make it happen. Hardy right. stock up here. Hardy stock up here. How's your week been? Carter, how's your week been? What's new? Week's been good. You know, uh, it's been a, a busy week here in the home office, right? But a lot of fun things going on. You know, a lot of projects moving. Um, good stuff on all sides. We're super thankful to have the crew here and uh, excited to be back on OmniTalk Fast Five now live on a bunch of different platforms, which is really cool. Yeah, dude, I'm like liking this thing and sharing it out right as we go, man. Anyone else watching, let's do it. This is fantastic. So, Emma, graduation, do you feel different? Not really, no. Not really, no? No, it's pretty blase. No. <laughs> Pretty blase. Yeah. You guys been doing anything to celebrate? Like what, what's been in the repertoire for the celebrations when you're all, you know, kind of stuck in quarantine in Jersey? The virtual commencement is Saturday morning. So we're going to watch it. And then my mom's making tortellini, which is my favorite food. So that's a good scratch. Like, like cheese tortellini. No. Cheese tortellini, but from the store. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now is that with a like a red sauce, a white sauce? What do we got going on there? You could do red sauce or a pesto is also really good, but I requested red sauce for Saturday. For the graduation dinner. All right. We got cheese tortellini for graduation dinner. And I don't can you top that? I don't know that you can. Uh no, definitely not. We are still demolishing uh kapop puffs over here as a form of dinner. So not gonna lie, that has been part of our dinner. Uh no, no cheese tortellini from scratch. Not happening. Dude, Kapop Pops, these things for people at home, these things. I can't see with that background. I'm going to take the border off. Oh my God. These things though. Whoops. 
these things are amazing. Um, I, I've tried these like, and you have these too, right? Like I, I can't believe it. And this is not a paid endorsement. Like we get nothing no. for this. Like this is, this crap is just really, really, really good. Cheese puffs with no cheese and no allergens. No, nothing with corn, rice, or wheat. This is like my dream come true. There's a sriracha flavor too. I can't stop eating these. Neither can my family and my kids. It's pretty crazy. No, Promo code Amitok if you're interested. This will come up later as well, I think, in the in the Fast Five. But, and you're loving them too, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've eaten a bag for dinner for myself. <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit it, but... Yes, that's happened before I know it. It's like quarantine times, like working. And next thing you know, you're like, you know, trying to find the end of the, the bag and there it is. And there's no more puffs left. Your, shame, so. your hand just won't go through the bag anymore. My my shamed orange hand is just typing all over the keyboard. And yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Right, right, right. I like the salt vinegar too, but, but hey, we've got a great show. We've got an awesome show. I think this is going to come up again. We'll probably talk about snacking amid quarantine again, because we've got an awesome story from PepsiCo, them doing something that we've quite frankly wanted to see happen for a really long time. Got a few stories out of Target land too, which is unusual for us. We've got stories around shipped and digital couponing. Shipped is really hard to say on a podcast, by the way. Uh, Delive and Target. Now, Target acquired them if you've been following the news. Lidl. We haven't talked about Lidl much. We're going to do that for the first time. And then if you stick around for the whole show, we're going to talk about something you probably haven't heard about. Emma is going to introduce us all to an idea called squad shopping. What is that? Well, you're just going to have to stick around to find out. But first of all, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Trigo. Trigo is developing the most advanced AI and computer vision-based checkout free system for the grocery industry. Using standard cameras and proprietary algorithms, Trigo converts real-sized stores, introducing a frictionless shopping experience. Together with Tesco, Trigo is currently piloting the world's largest checkout-free store. To learn more, visit www.trigo.tech. All right, Anne, are you ready? Let's get this party started. Yes, let's Where are we do going it. first? As if the audience hasn't already had enough of us talking about snack products uh, this early in the morning. Right. The story number one is that PepsiCo has announced the launch of snacks.com and pantryshop.com where they will start selling PepsiCo products direct to consumers. So you can go to snacks.com and that will be selling their Cheetos, Doritos, Lay's potato chips brands. Um, and then you can also go to pantryshop.com, which is offering some bundles of like oatmeal, cereal, other kinds of options. But PepsiCo is hoping that this will provide customers with a way to get access to their products when they are facing, um, you know, out of stocks from whether it's Amazon or other online grocery or big box stores trying to place those orders and having to wait uh, a few days before they can get them fulfilled. So it's super simple. You go online, you order your $15 minimum of Flaming Hot Cheetos, and your life is now whole again. Um, I love this. I think it's great. I told you, like, those pop snacks, I never could imagine myself ever ordering direct to consumer snack products. But here I am, however many weeks into a quarantine and my family, uh, we're ordering these on repeat schedules. So I think this is a really great move for PepsiCo right now. We're seeing this happen at General Mills and some other uh, places also. But I'm, I think it's, it's good to get people in the habit, um, taking advantage of this, this time and seeing how that will continue post pandemic, you know, we'll see, but it could be a habit that could keep on going. But Curious if you guys are going to get on right after this and order your Flaming Hot Cheetos or 
taco flavored Doritos. What's happening? Yeah, Carter, are you all over this? What's, what's when I saw that when I saw this come out yesterday, I filled my hypothetical card of all the things I wish I could order and eat all of the flaming hot Cheetos, all the different flavors of chips you could imagine. I'm like, I just want to order this and, and, and just eat it all. And I, I, I love and hate it. Right. Um, and, and hate's not the right word. I I'm skeptical. The reason I okay. love it, it's super simple. The website's got a great experience, $15 minimum ships for free. It's awesome. It, it has no bells and whistles that you don't need. And I thought the whole thing was, um, was done really, really well. And so kudos to them. And I know they accelerated that timeline specifically for what's needed. I also like how, you know, and as you mentioned, it's an opportunity for, uh, for, for people who might not be able to get this because at their grocery store, it's not in stock. It's a way to go right to the brand, order from them, make sure you're getting your favorites. Here's my question though. When you see a bag of Cheetos or your, your, your flavor of potato chips out of stock at, you know, the Target or the Whole Foods, well, not Whole Foods, but, you know, a whatever grocery chain you're, you're choosing to buy from, are you really you know, desperate for that specific product so badly that you're going to go create a second order in a .com? Or is are you going to find an alternative within that category so that you're really only buying it, for, buying your food from one place? So I'm just curious what, you know, kind of the goals are for the .com. Is it the subscription model? Is it I'm going to order over and over again? Is it the fact that I have all of my favorites all here in one place and that's just my secondary grocery run that I'm going to do virtually? Um, I just am curious how apt consumers are to going to a secondary platform rather than the grocery, uh, the grocery store. And is that, is that how it's going to happen too? I think Emma, what do you, what do you think here? Did you, uh, did you up and order anything in the last 24, 48 hours? Join yeah, that cheese tortellini. Big, <laughs> I'm not a big snacks person, but I could see myself like if it's really late on one of my college kind of nights, just ordering snacks because you just get that craving. And I could see myself going to snacks.com to do that. But I also agree with Carter in that I would much rather prefer to just pick it up all when I go to Target. But I could see myself if I was really desperate going to snacks.com and yeah, I ordering think- a bunch of food in the middle of the night. That's a huge point. The munchy craving and where do you go when you just want that? That's, I think, especially given everything going on, that I think that's really interesting too. It's going to be what's the consumer behavior, right? And it's also about what's the share and how do the CBGs take some of that back? The other thing is, especially in the times we're in right now, what's the point of inspiration? I mean, we talked about this in the podcast we did with Basketful. Like how much of it is going to be the traditional, like we load up, like when we do shopping versus, oh, I'm in my social feed or I saw this digital ad. You know what? I do need, well, I don't know why we keep using Cheetos, but I do need some Cheetos right now. Like, let me satisfy this urge. So I think this is cool. Like this is what we've been at, telling the CPGs to get started for a long time. I actually, as I think about it, like, I'd love to see this in toys, like what people are buying food. You know what else they're buying right now? A hell of a lot of toys for their kids. I went on Transformers website yesterday just to see what Transformers.com looks like. And I got to tell you, as a former e-com exec, it's, it's freaking awful. It's terrible. Like you can't buy anything direct from it. It's impossible to shop. But yet, why is that? Why are we forcing everyone to go to Amazon? There's tons of categories where you could start doing this more effectively. And it's just been surprising how long it's taken for a lot of the CPGs to do this. I think of anything, the one thing I don't love, because it is the whole like pantry load uh, URL that they, that they also put out. They put out both, right? The snacks.com and the pantry load, pantry load URL. Like that, no one buys like that. No one says like, give me the care package. Like that's just, it's just silly. You can tell that they kind of still are trying to fumble their way through this. You, one is going to be much better than the other. Um, and customers, generally speaking from a merchandise perspective, always want choice. They'd rather create their own bundles than have a bundle created for them. That's kind of a universal truth almost at this point, I think, in retail. But I don't know. Anything else to add, you guys? 
Again, I would just give him kudos. You mentioned it, Chris. A lot of these companies are building web experiences that are so clunky and so full of just technology mm-hmm. for no reason. I, I love the simplicity of it. And Emma, I think you're spot on. It's like when you when you want that kind of stuff and you, you're craving that kind of stuff, you want it. But even a two-day shipping time is too slow for that craving. And you're going to go to services. And you guys got to remind me of the name. We talked about them as they're shifting uh, to hospital workers. But, you know, that two-hour delivery, that hour delivery, um, that, you know, that's where you're going. And I just... Um, yeah, I think, you know, my statement still stands, but Emma, I think you bring up a good need state. Yeah, and like we talked about last week with Shopify, I mean, it's day one, right? Like, you know, where does it go from here? Can they get faster? Totally. Can they partner with the right people? All those kinds of things. You got to start somewhere. Well, and I think one of the notes in here is that, you know, it took them 30 days to only 30 days, which is seems like still a very long time, but given the circumstances, PepsiCo is able to pull this site together in 30 days with the giant company that they are. So hopefully that's an indicator that other companies are going to be thinking about moving a little bit more swiftly as we, uh, as we enter the post pandemic time. I, I do want to call BS on that a little bit. I think in reality, last point, it really took them 26 years. Cause if Amazon started, <laughs> I'm, if I got my dates right, Amazon started in 1994 and you haven't done anything since 2000 until 2020. So let's call it what it is. Like this could have happened a hell of a lot, sure. uh, a lot earlier than it did. All right, Carter, let's take us to All story right. number two. Story number two. So Shipt launches a digital coupon for shoppers, and this is according to Grocery Dive. So uh, Shipt just announced they're working with Quotient, which many might know is a technology company that provides digital marketing services um, to give access to manufacture coupons when shopping for groceries through the Shipt website or the app. Um, so to find and, and use these coupons for users, it's super easy. Uh, you log into your shipped account and you go ahead and browse as you would like through whatever provider you're looking at. And the coupons will actually apply right in line next to the, uh, next to the product that you select and can be applied at checkout. Um, so this is, this is interesting for a couple of reasons, specifically in the time that we're in. So um, it's a couple of different stats that were mentioned to participation in digital coupon programs have risen over 93% in the last couple of months. And I think it's really, this, this is a really good time to see this type of innovation because you're seeing more and more people rely on these platforms. Not only that, but more and more people with all the unemployment and everything that's going on, you're looking at every single penny, every single dollar that's leaving the home. So coupons that were in traditional printed mailers or circulars or whatever are great, but it's frustrating when you're not able to use those deals um, on the new platforms that we're now relying on more than ever. So um, super interesting. You know, it seems to be a small innovation, but really another level up for the online grocery world specifically. Um, and just really to to give you an idea of what Shipt is up against. So um, this initiative is one thing, but the company's actually onboarded more than 80,000 workers uh, to pack and deliver uh, uh, groceries to consumers in these times. And it's crazy just the amount of coverage they're getting and any type of innovation we're seeing is, is making a huge difference. So um, a great story uh, of innovation coming out of Shipt. I love this. I love, love, love this story from a habit change perspective. I think... One, you've got the increase in in terms of just like you said, Carl, the number of people just using these types of delivery services. And yeah, it's a friction, a friction filled part of the experience that you can't use couponing in the same way and therefore you're paying more. And so even if we get out of COVID, like this has applicability in terms of those people that adjust to that way of shopping, keeping it sticky for them as things return back to normal and being allowed to do this. In fact, I think in an article a couple of months ago, I talked about a universal app for digital couponing that retailers should start to deploy. The other part of this, which people aren't talking about enough, which uh, coincidentally, and not surprisingly, there's probably a little bit of bias in here, but I'm hearing it from others as well. The Quotient CEO actually predicted 
uh, in a statement this week that there will be no uh, digital circulars in 18 months. And I'm hearing as well um, that- or Physical no and digital, right? Yeah, phys- yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah, I said that wrong. Fig- uh, no physical digital. circulars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't use that. Physical circulars. I want to in the next 18 months. And I'm hearing that too, like that the actual, the number of printed circulars are just dropping precipitously. Well, one, because retailers don't need to promote their products. Like people are going in and getting what they need because they have to. Um, And so they're trying to keep the price levels high as well. And then there's just a cost of doing that. And so things are going to move in this direction. And so this is a great move. The other thing is it's, if retailers are smart and we'll curious, I'm curious to see how many of them will do this. But the places that offer scan and go or some type of program like that in their store, that's the next wave of this. Like start to incorporate this same functionality into those types of offerings. And then you've really got something special and really different for the long haul as people try to adjust their behavior amid COVID-19. Yeah, I, I, I have some of the same points outlined. I, I mean, my biggest question is why did it take this long for this to happen? But again, I think another great part of where this pandemic is taking the, especially the digital and online ordering uh, for our industry, it's, it's tremendous. It's really having a positive impact. I think both for the the retailers and the CPG companies themselves who are competing against, you know, own brands, um, like you said, Chris, as we start to move into contactless payments and the physical couponing goes away, this is providing them uh, an opportunity when we're ordering differently. We're not, you know, sitting there in front of a shelf and making determinations and thinking about what coupons we have. It's really allowing you to make those decisions in the moment. But then also, I think the shift angle here is that when you start to look at how much money people are able to save, shift services start paying for itself. Like if you can say, you know, if over time, throughout the entire year, you're accumulating all these manufacturers coupons, the $100 a year subscription for ships starts to get eaten away at and then you're making that more accessible to more people, which I think for me is the big like, I love that angle, Ann. I Great think that's point, so spot Anne. on. Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah, and it makes it easier for you to get the coupons too, which you might not always be able to do in the physical world too. Yeah, great, great point. I wanted, I do want to clarify too, the direct quote is there's a reasonable chance that there will be no freestanding inserts in 18 months. That's according to the CEO of Quotient. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, unbelievable. Um, Emma, anything here? Like, what do you think about this? Gen Z? just graduated, getting into the real world, having to, whatever the hell that means, getting into the, the, the shopping arena uh, on the daily, on a weekly grocery basis. What are you thinking here? I mean, none of it really applies to me. I've never, I never pay attention to like coupons and I used shift, I think once maybe in the entire time that I was in college, but definitely as I like get older and if I ever like have a family, I can see this being very applicable to my life and something that would be like a great implementation into our lives. This is going to be so fascinating to watch. We're going to watch like as Emma grows and sprouts into this whole new world of post-graduation and all these things become more applicable in the life of Emma, the intern from Jersey. All right. Story number three. I think I've got that one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And we're going to stick on the Target headlines this week, actually. So Target this uh, past week announced that they are acquiring the same day delivery company, Delive. Now, the startup is focused specifically on last mile batch delivery. Target said that some of the members of the Delive team, including CEO Daphne Carmelli, 
will also have the opportunity to join the retailer as, quote, we research and develop how we'll use this technology in the future, end quote. It's also interesting. At the same point in time, we're seeing that there have been some moves in the C-suite amongst uh, 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 at Shipped. Uh, they have a new chief uh, business strategy officer and also the CFO recently moved into a new position as COO. So quite a lot of changes underfoot at Shipped. Uh, uh, in key leadership positions. So we're going to keep a close eye on this because we're not sure how all this is going to play out and what role Daphne Carmelli might have in how everything shapes up. Guys, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I was reading that is important to point out here is that the this is really more of like a tech and staffing buyout and it's not anything really new. Target picked up Grand Junction, a technology transportation company kind of doing the same modeling back in 2017. And so, you know, based on the research that I was doing, it looks like, you know, this technology, the, what Target's really focusing on in, in buying this technology is making the deliveries faster and cheaper because apparently Deliv has like amazing batching technology so that they're not doing uh, disparate shipments from store. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens here, but even Target seems to be a little bit, you know, quiet about like, that's no big deal. This is just an- another day, another merger. Yeah. There's interesting angles on this. I mean, it, according to the wall street journal, Deliver was set to wind down its operations on August 4th. So right. this is a little bit of a last minute Hail Mary play to some degree. What Target didn't even disclose the amount of the acquisition and actually came out and said that it was not a material uh, figure or amount, which is also really interesting. Um, right. Carter, anything that it looks like you maybe have something here to add? Yeah, that's super. Uh, that's interesting in itself. You know, you wonder if it was a staffing play. They wanted two or three people from the company, and you know, this was right. just the easiest way to sweep and, and grab that. Um, and you had just said, and this is just really quick. You know, faster, cheaper, right? We talked about this two, three weeks ago. Target earnings were not as great as you would think they would be because currently delivery and fulfillment that they're relying on works, but it's expensive. It's really expensive, and and whatever we can do or whatever they can do to really. Uh, you know, uh, bring that down and find efficiencies there. I, I believe they are going to make investments because that's going to be the ticket to success in the years to come. It's a good point too, Carter, because the other thing is third-party delivery is really expensive versus other options like we've talked about, like say micro-fulfillment and being able to run, you know, run that out of your store in different ways um, and through your own systems and processes. And so, you know, and especially when you start getting back to the new normal, you start getting into questions of like, how does it impact the actual overall shopping experience? Because if that's how everything's being fulfilled, then the aisles are going to start to get really crowded with workers as well. Um, so yeah, there's whole hosts of issues here that still need to be sorted out, but that's a good point in terms of, you know, kind of figuring out what's possibly the impetus for this. All right, let's go to number four. Carter, I think we're, are we back to you? You're back to me and you guys get ready. This story is full of peaks and valleys of emotion for me. And Margos, right? Margos. (laughs) Right. All right. So Lidl, that's how it's pronounced, launched a WhatsApp chatbot to inform customers when the best time to shop is. So Lidl's launched this online chatbot via WhatsApp. So customers can avoid queues and find the quietest time to shop, which we know is really anxiety producing. I think we all have done it. You know, when is the, when's the easiest time to go to Costco? When can we slip into Target when it's not going to be full of people looking for that Sunday afternoon shopping experience? Um, So customers in Ireland where Lidl is based can now send a message to Lidl through the Facebook owned messaging app of WhatsApp, uh, informing the chatbot the day or time they might want to come in. The chatbot will automatically respond and say, hey, is it going to be busy? Do we expect it to be medium? And they use this really kind of uh, green 
yellow, red light system to respond and saying, based on the data that we know, you can expect a very quiet and peaceful shopping experience, or this is right during our peak time. Uh, you know, it might be a better to find an alternative spot. Okay, so this is really similar actually to the American Dream conversation that happened last week uh, when they were talking about what are some of the different things they might be doing and starting to look at, you know, what is what is the level of traffic and, and making that public knowledge so that people can share and, and figure out when they're going to come in and when they feel comfortable actually attending these stores. But what I think is really interesting, and you guys know this, and everyone who's listened to the podcast knows I'm super passionate about this, simple solutions that drive a better customer experience utilizing technology in the right way. This isn't some AI bot thing that you have to log in and download an app and you see a heat map of the store and all that. It's a simple chatbot that delivers really relevant information on a platform that specifically in this part of the world um, that everyone lives on day in and day out. WhatsApp is just part of life. And if you could just switch over to the Lidl channel and quickly ask, hey, you know, what's what what are the uh, what what's the status of of the store currently and, and get that information? It's it's so important and it has a ton of value. Now here's the valley. I tried it this morning. It didn't yeah. work very well. Out of the four requests, only two came back with actual information. The other two claimed that the request was formatted incorrectly, which it wasn't. You have to respond with the day and time. And there are canned mm. responses that will come back and, and say that's not formatted correctly or that they're actually mm. closed during that time. So it punched back in a really negative experience, but I still have, I have faith that they're able to turn this around. But I really love it. I love what they're trying to do here. And I think we're going to see a lot of this roll out for retailers trying to figure out what are simple things we can do with technology to make everyone feel more comfortable in our store. Mm-hmm. I know Anne's going to jump in on that for sure because I can see her trying to... One point of correction I do want to make... Lidl, German company, I think incorrectly said it was Irish. That's just where they're happening to be doing the testing, but actually a Perfect. German company. Thanks for that. Uh, sure, that, absolutely. Chris. But Anne, jump in on this because I know that I saw you brimming at, at the mouth when he uh, made that last point about how it actually works. What does that even mean? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think Probably we need to, I think we need to fact check way. brimming at the mouth while we're yeah. uh, going on to the next story. But yes. I am um, going to fact check that. Actually, go for it. <laughs> Carter, you're right. I think it's it's more the focus on where this is going and the potential this has. I was talking about this yesterday, and it's to me the the closest analog I have with this where it currently sits is like ways. Okay, you can you can ask ways. I need to get to this place around. I want to arrive around this time, and it's using algorithms to take in all of this information and AI to say this is probably your best case scenario. Now, where this is going to be most helpful is the day of ways when it's actually taking in current real time data and supplying that to the customers. And to your point, Carter, making the customer experience a hundred times better. But it does give me hope for where we're headed with this. And I think people's acceptance and adoption of this kind of platform to start making those decisions. Emma, how much is text a part of your commerce experiences at, you know, for you? I'm curious at this point, like anywhere in terms of how you're shopping, what you're looking at, how you're engaging with different brands, retailers, where, where is that in the, in the, in, in the scope of everything? The only kind of like text-based commerce that I partake in is if, there's one brand that says, if I like go to their website and they're like, oh, if you sign up for a text, we'll give you 25% off your next order. Right. And then I get the coupon right. and then I unsubscribe. So that's about mm-hmm. it. I'll do it if it involves actively mm-hmm. seek that out. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I think Anna, I'm with Carter. Like, I, th- I still think that this is a cool story. I think regardless of how it works, I mean, I think it's showing that text 
text, whether you want to call it text commerce or just, you know, text technology, it's an important widget within how all of this is going to play out, right? So you could have, you know, notification. I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, ex-Stanford guy who just has a startup where his company is all about text notifications that you get through the shipping process that they companies can plug in with them and they have figured out everything that people are going to want to know as they're waiting for packages. And that's a widget that can insert in the process. And like you said, real-time understanding of what's happening in the store. Should I go there? Should I not? You can think of all the different ways you could start to communicate with the retailer. Of course, there's a the customer service angles, which trying to get LinkedIn live started. We've used quite a bit this week as well, but you can see where that's all going to play out. And we've all gravitated towards it as humans. We've talked about it before, but it still seems like it's coming. All right, Emma, why don't you bring us home and let's talk about something that has a unique term that we haven't heard before. And alliteration is always great. And so let's talk about squad shopping. All right. So for this story, we're talking about the rise of squad shopping, obviously, which comes from the introduction of a new social platform called Squatted Shopping Party that encourages users to shop online with people in their network. The platform was created by building a browser extension that allows its users to go shopping together on four different fashion e-commerce sites that resonate mostly with Gen Z customers. So, of course, I wanted to try this out, and I texted one of my friends in a panic, and I was like, please help. I sent her the link. And we both installed the browser extension. And then it's really complicated to kind of get connected to your friends. And that's a place that kind of the U.S. suffers because we don't have WeChat to have everyone connected. Mm -hmm. But once you install the extension, it shows up as a sidebar kind of next to the brand's website. And from there, you can either interact with people in your squad, which are the people that you're directly connected to, or you can interact with the community, which is anyone who has the extension. But you can pick different products from the website. You can favorite them and send them to your squad or the community. You can create polls that kind of ask people to vote on different products and whatnot. And it's definitely a baby step for social commerce in the U.S. and the West in general. But we enjoyed it was pretty fun going back and forth. It was giving us some kind of interaction in a time where we can't be together. And I think it's definitely great for brands because, you know, you're Getting opinions from people definitely can sway your purchasing decisions really kind of heavily. So it's a great implementation. It's giving people that interaction that we also desperately desire to have in a time like this. Yeah, it's huge overseas, right? I mean, this thing's massive in China. So it's cool to see it being talked about now. And what do you think? Well, I I don't know. I I kind of like this, where this is going. Um, one point in that article that I really thought was interesting was... Um, the woman who, one of the women who started this was saying, you know, when I go to ASOS to shop at the same time that I'm shopping, there are several other people involved that are, that you just aren't aware of. And like Emma said, whether that's your friends or that's other people in the store, you think about the power that reviews alone have had on impacting shopping decisions. So if you open up that world and I'm going to bring up Fortnite again, because my, you know, having the kids at home, this is an experience that is just absolutely mind blowing to me, but the influence that even strangers can have, whether that's in a physical store and you come out in a dress and some stranger is like, you look yeah. amazing in that. Like that's going to change my perception about whether or not I should buy in that situation. So as retailers start to think about future experiences, when you're simulating that physical experience or you're giving other reviews or input on my shopping decision, I think that's going to have a huge impact. 
Plus you have, again, this next generation of shoppers that's already buying stuff together on their Fortnite game. Like this is just going to become normal practice for them. So I think it's really cool. My only problem with it is it reminds me of squat shopping. So I think I'd change the name next iteration. I could I could hate on the complex squatting uh, shopping squatting shopping sorry whatever I I mispronounced what is that before we go to Carter what is squatting shopping I'm saying the name is squad shopping but it sounds like squat Squat shopping shopping. which reminds me of shopping while you're on the toilet so I oh good thanks for the clarification perfect I'm glad I got that cleared up. I wasn't sure if that oh, was what we're going on. for, but turns out it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, I could I could sit here and hate on the complex onboarding process or the barriers to yeah. entry with the browser extension or the desktop, the fact it's on desktop and you have yeah. to be browsing on it. I could do that, but, and it's reality. However, <laughs> I have to give these guys credit for, for I, I think we need this type of stuff more than ever right now. I think consumers, to Emma's point, after you got through all that, it was actually a really fun experience. We have to figure out how are we supplementing, you know, the current reality of shopping with things that uh, with technology like this. How are you bringing people together? How are you replacing some of the the things that we're now missing? You know, it's it's and I think that this is just the tip of the spear for some incredible innovation we'll see over the next few months um, as we as we look to replace the standard shopping experience. And I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I love it. I mean, all these stories this week, I think, are just like, and it's been fun to see. I think we'll close on this too. Is, it's just been fun to see how all this stuff that we have been talking about and evangelizing for the past, you know, two, two and a half years, as long as we've been doing this, you're starting to see them come to fruition. Like they're becoming real. Like we were talking about digital couponing months ago and how to make that more ubiquitous. And now it's happening. Uh, you know, we talked about, you know, while, you know, we're having an impact on Walmart and, 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 and snap recipients being able to, to, to use things online by way of curbside pickup and scan and go technology. And, you know, this is something else to keep an eye on. I think Anne's points about reviews and, you know, how does that evolve and change and you bring the human aspect into it. I think back to what uh, Emma said a few weeks ago in terms of uh, the story we did on Poshmark in terms of how do you get confidence in what that item is? Well, having a human actually try it on and see it in a video or hold it up makes a huge difference. And so all that stuff's going to matter. And to Carter's point, things are changing and now is the time where we're going to see that. And share a little anecdote. I had a fun interaction with one of our loyal OmniTalk fans, somebody that I didn't know prior to us all doing this. Um, and it was really rewarding. And I want to share it with everyone listening right now. And especially with you guys and Carter and Emma. And he said, you know, the thing I love about you guys is you're not afraid of anything and it's all about the content. And so you got Carter with the baseball hat on Emma with the cap and gown or whatever it is. And normally I'm unshaven and probably look like crap, but the other day, what matters is it's the content and that may that meant a hell of a lot to me uh, in terms of his support for what we did. So thanks to him. I know he's probably listening. Uh, thanks to everyone out there for sticking with us. This is our first LinkedIn live OmniTalk Fast Five as well. We wouldn't be here without everyone's everyone's loyal support. So remember, please do us a favor. Do us a solid. If you see us on social media, like us, share us. If you're listening to our podcast and you haven't already, please subscribe, leave us a review, especially on YouTube as well. Love to get our subscriber numbers up there as well. They've been growing pretty steadily. Like to keep doing some work there. Every difference makes a difference for us. We send everything out on email. You can listen to this week's episode wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, you'll see our video on YouTube. On behalf of everyone, special thanks to all of you out there. And of course, as always, be careful out there.